Hello and welcome back to season five of the Writer's Mindset podcast with me, Ellie Betts. We're here to create a community of authors who persevere on their most productive selves and publish at a speed that they are comfortable with. Christina is still hiding away hard at work editing The Witcher's Sacrifice, her upcoming release, and working on our new patron exclusive series, Healthy Habits. This week, Christina connected with C.L. Peach to discuss writing for a fiction app. C.L. Peach currently lives in Newark-on-Trent. In her spare time, she enjoys reading, traveling, walking, kayaking, watching motorbike racing, socializing, and drinking coffee. She loves writing. But the characters decide which story she's going to tell, and she doesn't have much say in it. She writes many different genres, including chiclet, fantasy, cozy fiction, horror, thrillers, and travel books. And, of course, this includes writing for fiction apps. Firstly, though, I do want to say a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. We couldn't do this without you. As a patron, you get early access to all of our episodes, bonus content, and our undying gratitude for supporting all the work that goes into creating these episodes to inspire and motivate you. And, as mentioned, Christina has been working on a Patreon-exclusive series called Healthy Habits. Don't tell Ali I'm here, but I just wanted to let you know about a new bonus series, Healthy Habits. It's full of tips to help you improve your quality of life so that you can write more. First episode is out now for everyone to watch. You can get a taste of what's to come. Well, the rest of the series is exclusively for podcast patrons. We've just done an episode on neuroplasticity and chronic pain. The next episode is on how exercise affects our brain's ability to learn. And coming up, we have stuff on things like nutrition, getting into a state of flow, and how our friendships affect our writing. Because while all these things don't sound related to writing, what's happening outside of your writing often has the biggest impact on the end result. Or if you can even create something to begin with. These are all techniques I use to manage my fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, ADHD, and more. And they're all backed by the latest scientific research. I'm not a doctor, but I am obsessed with improving my quality of life because I refuse to let my diagnoses stop me from living a happy, productive life. And now I'm sharing my findings with you. Come join us over on Patreon to find out more. Doesn't your house deserve it? I'll allow the interruption this time, but only because I know how good the content is and more people need to go and check it out. If you do want to find out more, head to patreon.com forward slash writers mindset. With me today is CL Peach. Welcome to the Writers Mindset. Thank you for having me. Excited so, to be here. Thank you. So can you just tell our lovely writers who are tuning in who you are and a little bit about what you do? Okay. So as we said, my name is CL Peach. Um, and I basically write anything my characters make me write. So um, I'm not one of these people who stick to one genre because it just depends what I feel like writing and what they make me write. So I've written fantasy. I've just published a second in my series. I write um, horror, thrillers, romance, and, yeah, anything else. I, yeah. I enjoy writing whatever comes comes to the fore and just be creative with it. Awesome. Some of your books are published through the Saga Fiction app, right? Yes, that's correct, yeah. So how does publishing via Saga Fiction differ from other forms of publication? 
So I would say it's more immediate. I mean, obviously, nowadays with Kindle and everything, you, you can, Kobo, you can publish straight away. So, but I would say that the process from you writing your book, editing your book and getting it out to readers is a lot quicker. Um, so I would say that's the difference. So it's, it's more immediate on the app and um, because I don't really have much patience with waiting years to get published. <laughs> Once I've written a story, I like it just to be out there. So, yeah, so that's, that, that is the difference with having the app. How do you find actually working with them as the publisher? Um, what's your relationship like? Brilliant. Really good. From, from the first point we were sort of introduced and I had a Zoom call with them to discuss them buying a couple because I'd already published a couple of stories myself on um, Kindle and then they decided to buy the rights to them to share on the app and we we have a fabulous relationship they're, they're so lovely we always have a really good giggle uh, when we're on Zoom calls and I real I feel really comfortable with them as, as a publisher because I know they're going to look after my work which is really important and they're really passionate about my stories um, so yeah it, it's great that's really lovely um do they publish it all at once or is it a bit like something like radish where the reader can get access to a chapter and then they pay a bit more for the next chapter and they pay a bit more for the next chapter etc yeah they, they do a selection of those so they do do some full-length novels they do do some episodes which like you say some sometimes they release them all at once sometimes it's each week it just depends on the story um so that's something i'd never written for before um because obviously you then have to think about your chapter lengths and things like that when you're doing releasing an episode rather than one whole novel or a short story. Has it changed your writing process in any way because of things like that? I would say so, yeah, because you, you do have to think more. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't know, you, you try and keep a certain chapter length in mind anyway, I think, when you're writing. Well, I do. Um, but so with that, definitely, I had to make sure, more in the editing process, I suppose, I had to make sure that there were a certain length. Obviously, you can go slightly over, slightly under. But if people are paying for an episode, they'll have an expectation of a, of a length. So we do try and, and even one of the books, we went over slightly. So we just created more episodes for that story. What's the editorial process like? How much of a say do they get? How much creative control do you get? I, I get a lot. I mean, I, I know some people don't get quite as much, but I get a say on, on everything, really. Um, so generally what we do is I will send them the first copy. Uh, they will then read through. They'll make um, edits on the storyline, etc. Um, and then we'll go back and forth with comments and things like that. Um, but I always get a say on the title. They will then email me copies of the covers that they've done and I'll, I'll get a say on what I like, what I don't like. So it's a really nice process because I feel like I'm involved in all of it. So far, we haven't fallen out. So that's really good. When someone said they don't like something or they do like something, we generally say why, you know, because obviously they're com coming from it from maybe a slightly different angle to me because they've got their their whole saga fiction publishing house to think of. And generally they have a certain style. Um, so that's something I have to keep in mind if I don't like something, that they might be doing it for a reason. 
Yeah. When it comes to actually publishing through an app, then are the stories um, exclusive to the app or are they also available on other platforms? How does that work and how do you feel about it? So, so far, um, all the stories that they've had have always been exclusively on their app. But they have recently uh, oh well, are going to branch out into um, Kindle version. So the will by the time this podcast goes out, I think the first two or three will be available now um, on Kindle. So that that's just something they're going to try as well as having the um, the app. Um, I mean, I, I love new projects. So for me to get on board with like you know the both really strong female you know um entrepreneurs creating their own app and have a real passion for books and readers so it was really exciting to be involved with the project right from the beginning but equally that's a lot of work because you know getting your name out there and when you're up against you know and uh, kindle kobo everyone knows them everyone uses them um so it's nice to be having a a story on both really and and generally because i am self-published we we talk about options for new stories so um if i've got a new one i will basically send them my draft idea for it and they will say whether they want to publish it or not and then um equally we have had talks about because i'll I love ebooks, but I, you know, paperbacks. It's you know, everyone loves a paperback. And and currently, you know, obviously that's not available on their app. Um, but I hope maybe in the future that they'll do that through Kindle. Um, so and some of my books, I just want the paperback version for them. So um, at the moment, there's a possibility with future books that I might have the option to self-publish the paperback, but they might option the ebook version. Cool. So what's your favourite part of publishing through an app? I think, as we said earlier, it's just how immediate it is. It's how quick it's it's available. And it's quite exciting having your stories on my own app, you know. So, yeah, and, and there's a lot of development going on with the app in terms of they want it to be really reader-focused so that you'll be able to, so at the moment, you can comment on there. And, 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 you know, say what you think of the book. But then the idea is that the author can comment back. So you get a bit more of an experience rather than, so, say, on one of the other online ones, you'll just leave a review, you know, whereas this, hopefully, they'll develop the interaction, which I think will be quite nice. Yeah, I think that kind of interaction can't really be overstated because regardless of whether it's on an app or on social media or email or even in person yeah it makes you feel more human to the reader which creates that attachment makes them want to come back makes them want to recommend their books exactly yeah exactly it really does make a difference because i'm the same if i you know i've watched and been to loads of um you know events with authors and you, you might look at the book and you might think, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know if I fancied that. But then when you get to know them as a person, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy the book just because I really like the author. So, you know, it is important to have that, you know, connection with the reader because, you know, they're just as important as a writer. Definitely. How much marketing do you do compared to your publisher and what sorts of marketing do you do and find works the best? I do basically whatever I can fit in because like most writers, I also work and have a couple of jobs. So it's very tricky. The the marketing is the part that I think is the hardest. 
because it's so time consuming and to learn how to market yourself, what looks right and which platform you use. And, you know, there's so many options. Um, So I'm really grateful to my publisher because they do an amazing job with all the publishing that they do on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, So they may, we generally, what we'll do before a book's due to be published, we'll have a Zoom call and we'll talk through the options of what they're planning to do, when they're going to launch it, et cetera, and, and their ideas around marketing. They keep trying to talk me into doing a vlog which I'm resisting. <laughs> Why are you resisting? <laughs> it's not my thing being in front of a camera. So <laughs> we've compromised by me doing some audio things on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, so I've been resisting that. Just because they find me really entertaining. So they just want me to make them laugh, I think, really. But um, yeah, Hey, so. that's good marketing. launch <laughs> careers on TikTok and being funny on there. I know, I know. So, yeah, they keep talking me into doing that. But, yeah, so the marketing's very different and um, when they do it. it. It's really, I must admit, with self-publishing as well, it's so much easier having someone doing your marketing for you. Uh, because on busy days, um, when I'm at work and I don't have time, at least I can just share something that they've put out there. Um, so that, it all helps, doesn't it? You know, just whatever you can do uh, makes a difference because hopefully someone will see it and be interested yeah definitely what types of marketing do you personally like or find effective I like I like them all really for different reasons I suppose Instagram obviously for the pictures and the reels and things like that um that I like the visual of it but also I like the interaction you can get on Twitter because you can talk to people etc I think I've come away from Facebook a little bit I still use that but I would I would say and at one point I used Twitter loads and then I moved to Instagram so I think it sort of depends really but um and you have different readers and different people you talk to I find on each platform as well so you can get support from different people on different platforms um but I mean I'm certainly no expert in marketing and mine generally is just right okay I've got five minutes right let's let's put a post on Instagram (laughs) I've tried spreadsheets and I've tried planning and it doesn't work for me Um, because as well I think when I put something on social media I want to be able to respond so it because we're all used to getting immediate feedback so I don't want to just schedule a post out there and then five hours later I can look at it and reply to someone um so yeah I haven't really got a marketing strategy (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm quite bad at having one but I try like I've got Mm. um my Janet Murray content planner next to me and I'm gonna Mm. get someone on board to help me with it yeah just because I want to be more organized and having so many social media accounts it gets a bit much oh yeah it is it can be really draining and I think that I, I, I found myself getting a bit overwhelmed you know I'd had I mean, I love lists, I love spreadsheets, I love all that kind of thing. But then I'd do it and then I found I didn't something happened and I didn't have time to do it. And then I felt anxious about it. And I'm and I thought social media should be fun. You know, at the end of the day, if if I don't get a book sale because I've not done a right Twitter thing, well, I don't. And I've just got to accept that, you know, and you know, you've you just got to do, it's all about enjoying it for me. I, I want to enjoy the process. I don't want it to feel like a job. 
Yeah, I think one of the things I've noticed from engaging with other authors and also from some of the client work that I do is that as soon as people think that they're marketing themselves or their business on social media, they lose mm. sight of the social aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and they it. just start talking yeah. at people instead of yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, like I've, I've said earlier to you, I am very guilty of sometimes just thinking, oh, I've not advertised my book for a week, let's put a post on. But that doesn't really get you any sales because you need to interact with people and make friends with people and, and build that connection with them. Yeah, I get more sales from sharing Millie pictures than anything else. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I haven't got a dog or something. I've got a drag, I could use a dragon or something like that, maybe. That would be cool, that goat. Yeah. I'll try it. Talking dragon. <laughs> Instead of talking to myself. <laughs> How is the experience of reading through an app different for readers compared to if they sit down with a physical book or an audio book or they're reading on an e-reader? Well, I think in terms of the app, because they've developed it quite a lot, you, you can do all the things you can do with like a Kindle or Kobo in terms of changing the size and all that kind of thing and, and what you read it on. So, I mean, I must admit, I I, 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 read, I love paperbacks. I think paperbacks are probably my first love if I had to choose one. But I, I always have a couple of e-books something on the saga fiction app because I'm usually reading one of the other authors um, books um, but then I listen to audio books as well so I think you get a different experience from each one in an e-book you, you can't always tell what where you are in the book um, whereas you can in a paper book and I think that that sometimes you, you get more a sense of urgency when you come into the end of a paperback because you, you, you feel the pages are getting less. Um, but yeah, I, I, I sort of, I know some people sort of say, oh, well, I'll never, you know, listen to any, you know, what, um, read an e-book or I'll never do this, but you get something different from all of them, you know. And also we are in the early stages of selling our house and planning to live on a canal boat. So a Kindle and, a, and an app will be very useful for books because <laughs> yeah. I, won't, I won't be able to have as many paperbacks. So if you live in a small space, an app is brilliant. <laughs> it is. And I think also it's the immediacy of it sometimes. Yes. Well. You don't have to yeah. wait for delivery or when exactly. you can go to the bookshop. Exactly. It's like you pay, it's there. You it's can there. read it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because let's face it, none of us like waiting, especially when you see a book that you really want. You're like, right, yeah, exactly. I want it now. Yeah, I switched to reading more um, digitally when I was traveling a lot, like to mm. and from work. Yeah. Because I was worried about a book getting damaged in my bag, but also yeah. they can be quite heavy. They ca yeah, they can, definitely. Yeah. And when I you're agree. already carrying around your medication and your work laptop and your purse and mm. your lunch and whatever else you put a yeah. book on top of that yeah you can get quite a lot yeah yeah I agree I agree and then often if I go on a train journey sometimes I just want to stare out of the window so you can listen to an audio book so there's you know there's there's plenty of you know I, I, I like I say I, I like all forms of reading at the end of the day you're reading yeah 
whichever platform you use so yeah, yeah. story is a story but we do process them mm. differently depending on mm. the type of story like i got to admit i can't do audiobooks i, I so really can't, can't. no um ellie absolutely loves them yeah. She listens to them more than she reads, but like I daydream and then miss ah, things because I need the visual cues. And yeah. I just need something to look ah. at. And like if I'm listening to a podcast, I usually mm. be doing that like when I'm cleaning or out with a mm. dog. But an audiobook just feels like a massive undertaking to my brain and it oh, can't like finish that? a chapter or an episode yeah. while I'm out or busy. So a podcast ah. is easier for me because it's shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I've tried audiobooks and I think I've did I, I think I finished two. Oh wow! I'm, I'm I, just, I never finished the others. I think I'm just about to. I've just got my latest credit, and I'm just about to download it, and that'll be my two hundredth audio book. Look, I understand they're great. My I mm. used to get them for my nan because she was mm. blind. Mm. Um, although she wouldn't listen to them on CD, she wanted them on cassette, which kind of limited oh, her. Office, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because she was stuck in the nineties. Yeah. Um, nice. I actually said to her, like, oh, I can get you this book on audio. Do you want to try it? She's mm. like, yeah, yeah. I said it's on CD. And she's like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless. But, yeah, audio books are. I think um, as well it's interesting in a book group when you have a discussion, if someone's listened to the audio, someone's read it on ebook, and someone's read the paperback, people can get a really different feeling and sometimes think, oh, I wish I'd. I wish I'd um, listened to that. I wish I'd read it because I think I would have got a better experience. But equally, that's in reverse as well for some things. Yeah, if you get the wrong narrator, it can make or break a book. Yeah, like yeah. I remember my boyfriend downloaded a nonfiction book once, thinking it'd be kind of cool that it was read by the author. Mm. It's like I couldn't get past like the first few sentences yeah. because he read it in a monotone. Oh no! Yeah. But then like. Ellie's been listening to the Dresden Files in audiobook mm. and it's narrated by James Masters. Mm. So she gets to picture Spike from Buffy as the main <laughs> character and he's got a really animated Bonus. Piece. Yeah, yeah. I always listen to a little snippet before I buy it. You never so. know. All right. One question we ask everyone mm-hmm. is what's one book that changed your life? I'd have to go with The Hobbit. My very battered yellow copy that I've had for about... I don't know. I won't even confess how many decades <laughs> I've owned this book. I'll see if it's got a date in it. Bought in 1986, it says. Um, so, and, and I think that's, that's obviously where my love of fantasy comes from. Um, but this was the book our form tutor at school uh, read to us. Um, so we were allowed to lie on our table we could lie on the floor we could lie on the window ledge we could take our socks off you could literally you could do whatever you want and they just read the hobbit to us and it was yeah it was so amazing it was so like and it's always stayed with me um yeah and it's just well it's just amazing it sounds like just a really good way to enjoy the book yeah yeah yeah, and because it, it wasn't like sit at your desk and listen to me read, and um, you know, it it was really an experience. Because how many normally, you know, you go in class and you get told off, you've got to sit properly on your chair. You know, <laughs> don't know if they still do that nowadays, but <laughs> the, the, the did in my day, and um, 
yeah so that that's always stayed with me that memory of of listening to that and then I went because at school we used to get if you did well you used to get commendations and then you could take those to the school library and buy a book oh that's uh, cool yeah so uh, they had like a little shop attached to the library where you could go and buy and so I went and bought the Hobbit Aww. We didn't really have any sort of reading time where I was at school. They tried to encourage you to read, but didn't really give you any guidance to find something. And we had story time like a couple of times, I think, when I was in year three. So it was about seven or eight. Mm. And the teacher read The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Oh, cool. But she never finished reading it to us. And I never finished it either. (gasps) So I still haven't finished it now. No, uh, that that was one of my early books as well, sort of around this time. And then, then I moved on to the Dragonlance series and read all of those. So, yeah, a lot of fantasy influence early on. Where can our listeners go if they want to find out more about you? So I have a website, um, clpeach.com. Um, I'm usually hanging around on Instagram, same handle, clpeach, and Twitter and Facebook. So I always love chatting with people. I'm a bit of a big networker and I say network because it sounds more you know serious than just gossiping and chatting <laughs> with people if you're doing it right it's the same <laughs> difference in social <laughs> no, that's it. so yeah I love chatting with people anything to do with reading writing books um, I like encouraging new people so uh, uh, it's, it's quite funny with saga fiction because anyone who has approached them about being you know on the app they usually message me and say, oh, what are they like? <laughs> so I said to Saga, they need to sort of, you know, I need like a commission or something at some point for telling them how nice they are. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a really fun chat. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Lovely to see you. And thanks for having me. If you enjoyed The Writer's Mindset, we'd be super grateful if you could leave us a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice. Or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. It really helps other writers find us so we can help them achieve their wildest writing dreams too. And don't forget you get early access to all of our episodes, a chance to submit questions for our guests, uh, and to listen to that new bonus series that we mentioned earlier. Come and join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash writers mindset. We've got a lot of big things planned and we can't do them without your support. Every little bit helps us more than you might think, whether it's a rating, review, or becoming a patron. In the meantime, keep writing, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>